Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And tonight, I'm going to have a bit of a different version of a podcast. It'll still have the stuff you expect. But um, something's jumping out at me. Something's jumping out at me, and I think it needs to be mentioned. Dwelt upon, dwelt inside of, maybe not, but it should probably be mentioned. A lot of people are talking about how horribly the Cubs are playing, and they are playing horribly. They're a bad team now. I'm not arguing that. Here's the thing. If a team ends up... Five teams make the playoffs. One, two, three, four, five. You can be the seventh best team and still make the playoffs, but we're just going to say one, two, three, four, five. If you make the playoffs, you're either one, two, three, four, or five. If you don't make the playoffs, you didn't make the playoffs. There's really not that big of a difference, in my eyes, between finished eight, Finished 12th or 13th. Not really that big. You either made it to the postseason, possibly you really contended and just missed at the buzzer. Get that moral victory. Either you make the playoffs or you don't. Five in the AL, five in the NL. You make it to the playoffs, you probably did a bunch of things right. You missed the playoffs, you probably misfired on a bunch of things. If you're going to make the playoffs, congratulations on making the playoffs. As I've said a number of times, and as I will say a few more times, presumably, Major League Baseball rewards incompetence. If you're a really bad team, you get benefits. You get benefits for being a really bad team. I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for it. Some point along the line, 2011, 2012, maybe it was 2010, somewhere along the line, I realized, you know what? If you're a really crappy team, you get a lot of benefits. If you make the playoffs, great, fantastic, spectacular. Breathe. Full stop. All season long so far, it's been a given. Somebody's going to win the NL Central. Somebody's going to win the AL, uh, the NL East. You know, NL Central is up for grabs for a while now. Pretty much probably looks like the Brewers. NL East, up for grabs for a while. Looked like it was the Mets. Now it's kind of back up for grabs. You know, whoever, whatever, great, great congratulations. Have at it, go at it. But it was assumed that either... The Dodgers or the Giants would win the NL West. And the playoff, the wildcard playoff was going to be the Dodgers or the Giants hosting the Padres. It was a given. Everybody knew that. It was a given. It was accepted. You know, pe- people were like getting their hotel reservations for, well, where, where's, where are the San Diego fans going to go for the what? 
San Diego's playing horribly right now. Horribly. Darvish is, I don't know, has he gotten put on the injured list yet? He probably will be. Um, Blake Snell, who I'll get to in a second, was terrible. Has been terrible recently. Um, Drew Pomerantz is done for the season. He is one of their relievers who's actually doing well. The Padres have a whole lot of trouble going on. Whole lot of trouble. They've lost four in a row, including three to Arizona. Arizona's not even trying. All year, they've been horrible. They've been terrible. Worst team in the, let me see, let me see, let me see, looks at list. Worst team in Major League Baseball for the year. Coming into the Padres series, the Diamondbacks were at .304. They were winning just barely over three games out of ten. Come in, play the Padres. Win, win, win. Today, a guy who the Padres, oh, well, uh, we got nowhere to start. How about uh, you? Have you ever started a game in your life? Oh, uh, yeah, a couple. Okay, you're the starter today. Pitches a no-hitter against the Padres. Pitches a no-hitter against the Padres. The Padres were supposed to be the team this year. We all know about the U Darvish trade. Some people were fussing about what the Cubs got in the U Darvish trade because Tampa Bay got more for Blake Snell. Now, wh whether that's true, whether that's not true, whether it's accurate, whether it's a, the Padres shipped a whole bunch of their future to the Padres and the Cubs. Blake Snell and you Darvish. Blake Snell has been horrible. You Darvish has been terrible recently. I just looked up. Darvish is 1.7 wins above and baby ref for the year. You know, he, he was up near four before, but he's just been horrible recently. If a team is going to make a serious concerted push for a certain year or a certain two years, They'd really better cash in that stretch. Luis Patino, gone. Francisco Mejia, gone. Padres got, well, Padres gave up a whole bunch to get Snell. The Padres gave up a whole bunch to get Darvish, regardless what people are going to say. And suddenly the Padres are a bad team now. If you're a team that is completely struggling, you can't hit, you're not pitching, where is, just, just imagine, where would be a city, a team that would be bad to go visit for a three, four game series if all of a sudden you can't pitch or you can't hit? How about Colorado? Colorado's not a good team, but you get Colorado at home, they're a very good team. All of a sudden, Colorado is going to be better than San Diego. San Diego, I don't know which team's going to steal their spot. 
Cincinnati Reds, eh, fine. I don't really care who it is. Maybe one of the NL East teams. But if San Diego is absolutely broken, they have, I don't know what, two starting pitchers that they trust? They keep sending out guys who are broken. They just don't have anything. They were completely banking on this season being the start of something really good. Now they got nothing. They're just not doing well. I'm not here to harp on and cheer for somebody else's bad luck. But if the Padres don't snap out of this, if they don't have a good year this season or next season or the year after, they gave up a whole lot of talent to get really not very much in return. Not just the Cubs trade, not just the Rays trade. I think... Did they even make a uh, da, da, da. did they make a trade in July? I think they may have tra- trade in July where they gave up something. I can't remember what exactly it was. But um San Diego's hurting. Um if they end up missing the playoffs after having given up so much of their piggy bank of talent, the start of the uh, late Early December, roll the clock back, early December, they had a stocked farm system. Gave away some of it to get Snell, gave away some of it to get Darvish. Okay, we're fine. Brought up a couple guys. Okay, we're still fine. They're in trouble now. They're in serious trouble. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm not that familiar with who they have. Call it Mackenzie Gore. I don't know what they're going to do. Um... But if a team aggressively makes moves to make themselves really good for this year and the next year or something like that, and it backfires, it backfires really huge. It backfires really huge. Maybe you know of a team that had a situation where they gambled for a specific player or two and they didn't get nearly as much out of them as they hoped for. That's what the Padres are looking at. And people are going to eventually, if it doesn't work, say, hey, I liked the trade at the time, but it sure didn't work out as we expected. And that's why when you look at a trade, look at it immediately, look at it a couple months later, look at it a couple months later, look at it a couple months later, assess, are both sides getting what they expected? If you, Darvish, is broken, the Padres... Well, if you Darvish is broken and Victor Caratini is a basically a backup catcher, the Padres gave up way too much in that trade. Uh, not really a whole lot going on in the Cubs minor league tonight. Really not, and I it really, really not. I noticed um, one of the first games I noticed was in the Iowa game, Joe Biagini started six innings, pitched six earned runs. Um, Scott Efrost pitched well late, but uh, the offense just wasn't there. Levi Jordan had two hits and a solo home run. Hold that thought about Levi Jordan having two hits. Cubs lose 6-2. to two. Caleb Killian, who I'm going to start calling Rain Man, 
struggled over five innings in a game against the Rocket City Pandas, Trash Pandas. Tennessee had two hits total. They were by different players. Um, lost four to two. Uh, the two runs that scored did not involve hits. So yeah, it was a, it was a funky day. Um, Ryan Jensen for South Bend, four innings pitch, one hit, one walks, five strikeouts. He pitched really well, came out. Brian King came in and starting in the fifth inning, he just got dinked and dunked a little floater down the right field line that landed, uh, three inches fair, then a ground ball that gets under the first baseman. Just just a whole bunch of really annoying stuff. And uh, eventually, um, oh, Alexander Canario is a smart base runner. He's not blazing fast like uh, Delvin Zinn or, you know, Zach Davis, but he's a really smart base runner. He knows when he can... Uh, he, he picks up on things pitchers are doing, steals bases that way. Um, Liam Spence got thrown out at the plate. Uh, seventh inning or so. South Bend ended up losing 6-3. to three. Nobody had two hits. Um, DJ Hers pitched for Myrtle Beach. Four innings pitched, two runs, two hits, five walks, six strikeouts. Kept the team in a game against Charleston, who is a fantastic team. Jose Miguel Gonzalez came in out of the bullpen, got the win in relief. Bailey Reed got the save. Pablo Aliendo, two RBIs without a hit. Jacob Wetzel, a two-run homer. Matt Mervis, an RBI double. Myrtle Beach wins 6-4 to four without anyone getting two hits. So, so far, full season clubs, only Levi Jordan had two hits. That's kind of like incredible. There's one game that was shortened due to rain, but they only had two hits in five innings anyway. So, it didn't seem like they are going to have two hits anyway. Uh... Dominican Summer League, Cubs against the Cubs, Cubs blue against Cubs red, Cubs red. Pedro Ramirez had two hits in, a, in the game because, well, he's Pedro Ramirez and that's what he flipping does. Uh, no runs, five hits, no errors for DSL blue, DSL red, two runs, two hits, one error. One of the hits was a two-run homer by Cristian Hernandez, who has... <coughs> Two home runs, both of them against Cubs Blue. Might even be against the same pitcher. I haven't checked. Uh, <sighs> Other lesson for tonight, as well as being sure to make sure you're going to get what you're expecting, you're going to get when you're going to make a bunch of trades. Mesa led 4 to nothing to the bottom of the ninth. 4 to nothing to the bottom of the ninth. Juan Mora had two doubles, which puts him in the two-hit club. Two doubles, four RBIs. They led four to nothing. Two doubles, four RBIs for Juan Mora. Malcolm Quintero also had two hits. Occasionally in the minor leagues... Oh, 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 before I get to that. Uh, Yozan Okendo, 
three scoreless innings to start. Jarek Suter, who was selected in the minor league Rule 5 draft. Some point along the line, was it before 2019? Uh, was it before 2020 or 2021? One of the two. Um, had been a first baseman transitioning to pitcher. Coming into this season, there were hopes that he would be uh, an upper minors, you know, kind, kind of a double-A, triple-A guy. Uh, reliever, hey, he throws really hard. Let's see what he's got. Uh, he, he hasn't been healthy. Uh, w- one of the 87 billion Cubs pitchers that hasn't been healthy. Jarek Suter, one inning pitched, two strikeouts. Nice outing. Again, got to the ninth inning. In the minor leagues, sometimes a team has a player they want to get work for whatever reason it is. Oftentimes, not every case may not be this case, and I'm not going to use the player's name. I looked it up. I saw it, but I'm not going to use the player's name. If you want to find it out, there there are ways you can do that. Um, Cubs brought in a guy, pitched the ninth inning, and he was not very successful at it. Hits, walks, a little bit of everything. I didn't see if he hit anybody, but it was he's one of those guys that hasn't pitched a whole lot. Again, probably coming back from some sort of a physical ailment or something. And they want him to get to the point where he... You have to pitch to be successful, and you have to be successful to pitch. See, so yeah, it's a little catch-22. If you're struggling, you're not going to get better. If you're, if you're not getting used, you're not going to get better either. So they had to use this guy because they wanted him to get better. They used him and he just had a horrible outing and it ended up going to extra innings. He gave up four runs in the ninth inning and um, the Mesa Cubs ended up losing five to four in extra innings. Um, When you're dealing with pitchers, Sometimes they just need to pitch. And it's not a case of, with the major league team, it's a question of, is this guy being successful at this level? If he's not, you send him back to AAA. At the lowest levels of the minor leagues, that's not how it works. You have to get the guy innings. He has to pitch, otherwise he won't get better. If you pitch him and he's not doing well, then you have to decide. There's like three options. Keep using him like this. That's one option. Two, he's injured. Put him on the injured list and hope he gets better. Or three, send him down a level. Those are the options. You know, the, it, at the major league level, it's uh, especially if a team is being successful. This guy's hurting us. He's preventing us from winning games. We'd better send him down to AAA so he can, you know, figure it out there. In the minor leagues, that's what the minor leagues are about. You're supposed to figure it out there. And sometimes players don't. So uh, if you have a pitcher who is not being successful, sometimes you have to let them work it out. And if you're a major league team and you are supposed to be being successful and all of a sudden you're not, and you made a whole bunch of trades to get a whole bunch of players that are supposed to be really helping you out and they're not... At some point, if that continues, people ought to go back, reassess the trades that were made. Don't talk about 
Don't talk about, oh, this team may have done better in the trade than this team. Don't put it that way. Don't put it that way. If you want to have personal integrity and you say, oh, let's see, which, which is a, oh, my favorite trade like that. Remember back a couple of years ago when the Pirates were kind of in contention, kind of in contention. They traded three prospects to the Tampa to Tampa to get Chris Archer. There was a groundswell of Major League Baseball only fans who said, "Wow, the Pirates got a great trade there because they got Chris Archer, and I've heard of him. And the guys are going to Tampa Bay. I've never heard of them." So. Obviously, Pittsburgh got the better end of the deal. I don't know if you heard, had those people on your Twitter timeline or your Facebook timeline or whatever who said the Tampa Bay-Pittsburgh-Chris Archer trade immediately. The Pirates won the trade because I've heard of Chris Archer and I haven't heard of the other players. Season progresses a little bit. Chris Archer... Basically terrible. Some of the players who get to Tampa rather shortly thereafter, they're doing rather well in Major League Ball, and it doesn't take long for people to realize, wow, Tampa Bay absolutely absconded with those three prospects for Chris Archer. Now, when you go back and look at a trade like that, and you say immediately, this team won the trade. Two months later, three months later, six months later, eight months later, as you continue to assess the trade, you continue to assess the trade. Was the information I had when I walked in accurate? All that kind of stuff. Those questions that are very important, very essential for having integrity. At a certain point, instead of saying, I thought the Pirates won the trade, it turns out, that the Rays won the trade. Instead of saying it that way, my recommendation is to say, I was wrong. I was wrong. I thought the Pirates won the trade, but the Rays won the trade. And it wasn't that the Rays won the trade as opposed to the Pirates. It's that I was wrong. If you're not willing to say on something as blatant and obvious as a trade that completely flips in front of your eyes. If you're not able to say, I was wrong. I'm probably not following you on Twitter. Somebody tonight was talking about what they want to do is have a bit of Twitter content. I, I have a 500 person limit. I have a 500 person Twitter limit. It's a loose 500 person Twitter limit because once upon a time I remember I had a 300 player... 300-person Twitter limit, now it's a 500-person limit, but it's still kind of a limit. I really don't want to go over that number. When it gets close, I go down my list of people that I follow. Do I have to follow this person? Are they providing me content worth paying attention to? And most of them I'll keep following, but there are some who, well, you know, uh, this person got released from the Cubs about year and a half ago, and I haven't seen a tweet from them that's, you know, educational since then. 
So it's like, okay, I can delete them. I'm going to delete them. And, you know, eventually it's like, okay, now I'm back below 500 again. So I can start adding people. This person wants to go through and do a bit of a baseball mental skills sort of a content. It's like, wow, that sounds really impressive. That could be some really good stuff. So it's like, I said, hey, if you do that, I will definitely follow you. And I have a 500 follow limit. But if you're doing that kind of stuff, if you're bringing that kind of stuff to the table, that's something that I'm not getting anywhere else. That is novel. That is different. Okay, one final thing before I cut out the door. The nightly... Um, the nightly tick down, there's a change. We have an adjustment. Tigers 487 are still 11th. They, they, next time I get to the, get to a new row, a new column, they're, they're going to be gone. The Rockies won tonight. Rockies are 444. They are 10th. The Cubs having lost 437. They are 9th. The Twins, 4-3-6, they are 8th. The Marlins and the Nationals are tied at 4-2-7. They are 7-A and 7-B. The Royals are 4-2-6, they are 5th place. The Cubs are .011 out of a tie for 5th. Today. Today. I don't know what they're going to do against the Marlins tomorrow. But they got three against the Reds. In Cincinnati. I don't, you know. Schwindel might hit a couple home runs. Dykeman might find a gap. I don't know. But they're going to have a hard time beating Cincinnati. Cincinnati's actually playing well. Um, Pirates, 0.359. They split a twin bill with um, Milwaukee. So the Cubs' numbers are now 0.032, a huge drop from yesterday. Um, Friday night, it was 0.051 and 0.135 after last night. And today, it is 0.032. And point one one zero, the Cubs are actually catching up to the Pirates. Um, yeah, it, it's it's not glorious watching the team lose, but uh, they are getting rather reasonably close to much earlier draft picks and all that kind of stuff. It is interesting watching my Twitter feed, as far as. Since the team mailed in the talent and traded everybody away and are going for prospects and looking simply to the future, there are quite a few people who normally are not even remotely close to saying, well, I guess we're playing for draft order. Saying, well, we're basically playing for draft order. Uh, It's really interesting. Well, thank you. Have a great night. Be safe. Be nice to others. And Sunday 
if the Cubs, if the Chicago Cubs game is not your cup of vegetables, feel free to consider listening to a minor league game. Have a great day. Have a great next week.